0: 4,976 people were killed in the first three months of 2021. This is 387 more people killed compared to the corresponding. Welcome to Unsolved Murders SA, a podcast series where we will be delving into gruesome homicide investigations that, at the time of producing the episodes, were still open. The objective of this series is to keep the stories of the forgotten alive and hopefully help spark a memory for anyone listening in with intimate knowledge of the cases. The views, information or opinions expressed in this series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Swisher Post, its parent company and partners. Aviwa Jem was a 26-year-old woman from Cape Town, South Africa, who was viciously murdered on the weekend of Friday, 28 July 2017. Aviwa was born in Dimbaza, a settlement situated near King Williamstown in the Eastern Cape on the 5th of July 1992. She and her brother moved to Cape Town a few years later, when the relationship between her parents, Nomtandazo and Liba, fell apart. Nomtandazo would settle in Kaelicha Cape Town, with her two children, while Liba sought a new life in Johannesburg. Even in their separation, Aviva remained close with both of her parents, often taking holidays to spend time with the father every now and then over the years. Nomtandazo and Liba remarried with their respective partners, and in Cape Town, Aviva and her brother were raised by stepfather Michael Mguga friends and relatives of the then 26 year old described her as a soft-spoken and highly ambitious woman who left smiles across the faces of most people she encountered. Aviva was not talkative but in any room she walked in her aura drew attention towards her. She was tall, slim, with sharp symmetrical facial features that commanded your gaze. Life at Cape Town High School had its challenges, but Aviwa completed her matric in 2009 and enrolled at the Cape Town University of Technology to study tourism. Aviwa would graduate in 2013, where she traded jobs until she found permanent employment at the airport company of South Africa. By then, she had struck up an intense romance with Linda Ndulo, a man who wasn't a student at CPUT but was often seen loitering the campus. Friends of our viewers suggest the allure of money and how generous Linda was with it may have had a hold on her since It was pretty clear from early on that their relationship was toxic. While holding down her job at AXA, Aviwa moved out of her parents' home in Sightsee, C, in 2016 to share a rental with Linda and their newborn baby at a gated community in Somerville, Kelse River. What started out as a journey taken by a young couple to raise their son in a two-parent household would end in tragedy for Aviwe. And the tale of her unsolved murder starts months before her battered body was dumped outside of Kral Stadium in Athlone in the wee hours of Sunday, 30 July 2017. It was no secret to Aviwa's network of friends and relatives that more times than not, she was subjected to abuse by a very jealous and possessive boyfriend. According to Lieber, her biological father, Aviwa had abandoned her job at AXA and with the assistance of her stepmother fled to Johannesburg to escape from Linda. In an interview with The Week in August, Lieber recalled the day he was informed of Aviwa's urgent plea to live with him in Johannesburg. She explained to my wife that she was in trouble and wanted to get away from her abusive boyfriend. She said she wanted to go to Johannesburg and my wife gave her the money she needed. Aviva was picked up from an airport in Johannesburg by Liba's brother, but her stay in the city of gold would be cut short after she conceded to mounting pressure from her mother, who insisted she return to Cape Town. Concerning her return to the mother city, Liba said, Open quote. As weeks passed, her mother kept calling her to come home, but she did not want to, and when she asked me what to do, I said she should stay there in Johannesburg. About two months after her being there, I got a call from my brother telling me he's on his way to drop Aviwa off at the airport, as her mother said she had an interview at some hotel. Close quote. Compelled by the prospect of the hotel job, Avio returned to Cape Town and by all accounts continued to see Linda, a man described by friends and relatives of the then 26-year-old as a violent and erratic partner. In an interview with Vugani, a community newspaper, Michael Aviva's stepfather revealed that the family had not approved of her relationship with Linda and, on a number of occasions, attempts were made to intervene but the couple would find a way back to each other. Despite their disapproval, Aviva continued to see Linda after she returned from Johannesburg. But, as fate would have it, the family's worst fears would be realized on that fateful end of July weekend. According to Michael, Nom Tandaza last spoke to her daughter on Friday 28 July 2017 over the phone. At the time, Aviwe was making arrangements to drop off her son inside Sightsee as she and Linda had a weekend of event hopping planned. However, that Friday came and went without a word heard from Aviwe, something that was very uncharacteristic of her. Numerous attempts were made by her family and friends to reach out to Aviwa, but bizarrely, calls went straight to voicemail. Finally, calls made to Aviwa's phone the next day, on Saturday 29 July 2017, would eventually be picked up by Linda, who told everyone that the mother of his child had gone to the salon and left her phone behind. About this strange behavior, her stepfather Michael said, open quote, That was very strange because this child would never leave her phone behind. Later that evening, more attempts to reach Aviwe were made, but again they were sent straight to voicemail. That Saturday night came and went without a word heard from either Aviwe or her boyfriend. What the family didn't know was that in Athlone, about 20 kilometers south from Kailicha, security guards patrolling the grounds of Feighis Gral Stadium would make a gruesome discovery in the wee hours of Sunday 30 July 2017. Aviwa's body was barely recognizable when police were called to the scene. She was bagged up and sent to a nearby mortuary as a Jane Doe. Her family would wait an excruciating week before a decision was made to file a missing person case. According to Michael, they had pinned their hopes on hearing from their daughter or the boyfriend but when the silence stretched on to Monday 7 August, the family sought the assistance of the police. It only took a day for police to match Aviwa's description with the Jane that had been held at the mortuary and it was only on Tuesday. Eight August that Nom Tanazo and Michael saw their daughter. Unfortunately, however, it was under extremely unimaginable circumstances. Immediately, Linda was the prime suspect in Aviva's murder. He was the last person to see her alive. It was Linda who answered Aviva's phone on Saturday 29 July, a day since anyone had last heard from her, which was very uncharacteristic. In Aviva's last conversation with her mother, she had indicated that the couple had plans of attending a number of events that fateful weekend. Therefore, in all likelihood, she may have been with him when she was murdered. Moreover, according to Nomtanda eyewitnesses contacted authorities when a number of unidentified men were seen dumping a body at the stadium. In an interview with IOL News, Aviva's mother said, Open quote, Witnesses who called the police said they saw a car reverse into the stadium. Then, a group of men came out carrying a body. They placed her neatly on the ground and drove off. Police handling the investigation gathered enough of this circumstantial evidence to formally charge Linda with the first-degree murder of Aviwe. Despite efforts made to stick the charges against the boyfriend, police and the National Prosecuting Authority were never able to put forward a convincing case against Linda. Perhaps it was not due to any lack of effort on their part since witnesses close to the investigation started either disappearing or changing their minds about helping the state with the investigation. Coincidentally, former defense attorney David Mbazwana was gunned down outside of his business in Makaza, Kailicha, two months after he was dropped as Linda's legal counsel. Mbazwana's death, however, was never linked to Linda. The man believed to be the killer of Aviwa is a free man, and her death, much like cases of many South African women who die in the hands of unscrupulous men, remains unsolved. If you were listening to this episode and happen to have information that could help investigators, please contact SAPS's toll-free Crime Stop number at 8600 This brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you for listening.